it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This is Pod Populi, podcast for the people. Hi again, everyone. It's Brian Howie. Welcome to The Great Love Debate, the world's number one dating and relationship podcast. Since 2015, I am here all by myself in the fine studios of Pod Populi. Podcast for the people. I'm at the one in Boca Raton, Florida. Nobody's here. I got to run the controls. So if you have any issues with the sound, take it up with them. Anyway, as you guys know... um, We like to say we don't give you advice around here, and you could argue, probably correctly, that we give you a little bit of informed guidance. But mostly what we give you is opinion. And sometimes, usually, hopefully, you agree with that opinion, but sometimes you don't. And this show is called The Great Love Debate, and that is why it is called a debate. So you don't have to agree with each other, and you definitely don't have to agree with me But today, I'm going to get into something that I am absolutely positive I am right about, and something that many of you, possibly even most of you, will think I'm absolutely wrong about. So do with this information whatever you like, enjoy it, discard it, think about it, object to it, have at it, okay? So, it's going to be a weird little prelude here, but bear with me. So uh, my father died a couple of weeks before I record this. And I say father instead of dad because dad seems way too close and casual. And we had a relationship that was at best complicated and at worst non-existent, which were the better part of the last, I don't know, decade or so. That's what it was, non-existent. But I don't want to bring that up to talk about him or us. I bring that up because a whole lot of the complicated Howie family tree and history is rooted in religion and how that played into relationships and family ties and history and identity. And it really shouldn't, but I'm getting into this today and bear with me. This isn't going to be all about me and my family and blah, 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 but it's going to make a point about all of us and what we are looking for and why and what tends to get in the way way too often. And anything that touches on this topic, and every time I bring it up, it's always the third rail around here. But I do want to take a deep dive into it because it comes up all the time. It came up at our live show that we did last week. It comes up at most shows. It comes up in emails, in general conversations that I have. It is hangs over way too much of love, dating, and relationships. So dating people of similar faiths or religions 
and wanting to find someone, quote unquote, raised with the same values, brought up with the same beliefs, blah, blah, blah. That, that's a thing that I hear all the time. So let me get into why it mattered for me and shape my family and how I think it can relate and hopefully influence you. So before I begin, a little, little uh, caveat to all this, I am hugely envious. Big part of me is a little jealous of those that are devout in their convictions and their faith, whichever branch or sect or denomination that is, living your life by a strict set of beliefs that are unwavering for you, I do see value in that. And I do see the comfort in that. And having that to fall back on, I think it really helps in times of trouble and or tragedy. And I don't want to question anybody who does that or who wants that as a foundation for grounding themselves and basically do whatever you need to do to get through the day or through this lifetime. All good. Okay? Not criticizing that. My issue is when you try to match that system, your personal system, and that's what I look at it as, or impart that on another, or use that as a driving force for your partnership choices, or the way you actually partner. Verb, present tense. So let's go back to the uh, aforementioned Howie family as a point of context. So Bob Geldof, uh, who most of you know as the creator of Live Aid back in the day, Maybe some of you don't. He's the driving force between Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas, Tonight, Thank God It's Them Instead of You. What a weird, odd line to invoke, way to invoke God, you know? That's a different matter, but that's not a good thing. Anyway, before all that, Bob Geldof was known as the lead singer of the Boomtown Rats. Tell me why I don't like Mondays. That was their big song. And he was once asked about his religion, and he answered, I am a quarter Catholic, a quarter Protestant, a quarter Jewish, and a quarter nothing, and the nothing one. And that is essentially me. Although Geldof, I think, proclaimed himself to be an atheist, which I would never be so bold to have the balls to do. I think that almost takes more conviction than anything else. No, I am an agnostic, which I think if we want to be honest, we all are or should be, because we really don't know. My basic feeling is that whatever your religion is, You hope and maybe pray that it's mostly right and you lead your life according to those nebulous principles. But you really don't know. Who am I or any of you to say that my religion is right and the other 3,000 or so recognized religions are wrong? That seems incredibly self-centered, bordering on delusional. And so many of you think that. And how that leads itself into dating and partnership and all of it. But I'll get back to that in a moment. So I was raised Catholic, went to church. I was an altar boy. I went to Catholic elementary school. Um, I moved to Paris for a couple of years. I even went to a Catholic school over there. I went to a Catholic college because Catholic was the way my aforementioned now late father was. And the father generally sets religious rules in a house because, I don't know, hey, that's life. And because most people only know one way to live, the way they were raised, they typically go along with that. So that's the quarter Catholic part of me. My mother, on the other hand, she was raised Episcopalian, a Protestant. And rather than protest like a good Protestant upon becoming engaged to my father, she had to convert to Catholicism. 
She was married in a big church. She had the high, old-fashioned Latin mass, the, the whole deal. So she chose my father's religion over her parents' religion, the one she was raised on. And you could say Episcopalian is sort of Catholic light, eh, same thing. But, it, but for whatever reason, it meant a whole lot to my father that she was exactly the same as him. So that's the quarter Protestant in me. But that's where it gets slippery. So my mother was not only pressured and forced by my father to convert and crow through that whole bizarre pre-marriage Catholic testing and qualifying that they do. She was also pressured by my paternal grandmother who insisted that she convert because she did not want her son to marry a non-Catholic. Well, why would she care? I always wondered. What's the difference? Catholic, Episcopal, they, they're mostly similarly aligned in terms of traditions and rituals and holidays and all the rest. So who cared so much that she was exactly the same, especially from my grandmother, my father's mother, who spent almost her entire adult life living in either Jackson, Mississippi, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, or Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, which are not exactly Catholic hotbeds. And beyond that, she spent an awful lot of time talking about, and I quote, the Jews. Now, I haven't spent a whole lot of time in Jackson, Mississippi, or anywhere in Arkansas, although the Ozarks are supposedly very lovely. So why would my grandmother for her entire life be so focused on Jewish people when you would have a really hard time encountering one there? Well, fast forward a bit. So my cousin also found that a little bit odd. He did some snooping around, and it turns out that my Catholic-insisting grandmother was, in fact, one of the Lincers from Long Island, which is a fine Jewish family. So she was raised Jewish, is, was Jewish, there's my quarter Jewish, yet was so insistent upon my mother converting to Catholicism, which she apparently did after apparently being knocked up by my Lebanese, probably Muslim, grandfather, being kicked out of her family and ran away, leading to a lifetime of very verbal resentment against Jewish people without explaining and confessing as to why. So she came from a family who used religion against her, taught my father the same, who imparted that on my mother, and everyone, it turns out, was living some sort of parochial, dishonest existence to please one or more people besides themselves. Hence the quarter, nothing, which I have gladly embraced. So how do all this sordid history of my family and religion and dishonesty relate to you and someone just looking for a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Ah, finally, he's getting around to it. I shall explain, and we will get into it right after this. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So why do I bring up all that? The weird subject he's diving into. It's because using religion as a fundamental starting point or requirement for what you are looking for is rooted in all sorts of misguided notions. 
and maybe doesn't have to be as dishonest and hidden as the Howie clan, but it means you want somebody to be and believe exactly the same as you, which is an absolutely impossible undertaking when you consider that one's spiritual and faith journey is an ongoing, evolving, circuitous thing. And on the Great Love Debate Tour, we do stops in places like Atlanta and Dallas and Nashville and all over the Bible Belt. And many of the Christians are saying they need somebody, quote-unquote, equally yoked in their walk with the Lord. And I'm always saying, what does that even mean? You mean today you're exactly the same, tomorrow, always, forever, that they believe they're going to be in the exact same place as you and you don't even know what place you're in tomorrow? What if you lose faith? What if they do? What if life brings change or revelation? Then the deal's off? Can't love them anymore? That makes no sense to me. And what if you're a little more, again, quote-unquote, on fire? And I can't tell you how many people try to use their faith or hide behind it to shade all kinds of issues and demons. Oh, they're a believer, so they must be good. No, I wouldn't bet on that. I must equally match my faith with somebody else's. Talk about trying to hit two bullseyes. Or they go to church every Sunday, so they must be rooted in a proper way of life. I'm like, wait, what? I went to church every Sunday, and trust me, we were there for absolutely the wrong reasons. I think my mother went a lot because she wanted to show off her fur coat in June. So trying to gauge somebody's journey and walk and path and trying to assess how that fits into their character and morals and honesty, I mean, caveat emptor, to use some old school Latin. Faith and beliefs and spirituality and your relationship with God, capital G or lowercase g or however you want, is deeply, deeply personal and really nobody's business. And certainly not something that indicates is this someone I can love and who will love me back? It honestly has no more bearing on the outcome of two people than if one eats green beans and one likes spinach. And people freak out when I say that, but sorry, it's true. People use and hide behind religion for all kinds of reasons. The louder you scream about it, post it on social media, use it on dating sites, say it's the most important thing to you, the less I trust it. Honestly. Keep it to yourself. Be proud, but don't be proselytizing when it comes to matters of love. And it's not just the Christians. Trust me, I hear from all faiths. I must have someone with the same value system. And I'm like, what does that even mean? 99% of all people, I think, have exactly the same values. You know what's good. You know what's bad. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. And 99% of those values have almost nothing to do with how they spend their Friday nights or Saturdays or Sundays or whatever your day of worship is. Or don't go to Chick-fil-A, you know? People think that they, because they spend an hour or two each week in a temple or at a church, that means that they are somehow spiritually linked to the same people who does it, do that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean any more than if you were both I don't know, Seattle Seahawks fans, and you spent three hours every Sunday dressed in hideous teal. Does not matter. You can respect each other's traditions without matching them. You can honor each other's rituals and sacraments and sacrifices and superstitions without adopting them. 
And you can absolutely tolerate somebody spending 15 minutes or 15 hours each week on their own journey while you explore yours. You eat lobster, they abstain. You like pork, they can't eat it. That has about as much of a factor as a vegan dating a meat freak. I mean, it takes communication and compromise. It does. But why do you need somebody who does it exactly like you? Who cares? And worst of all, they might change. Maybe even best of all, they might change. And of all the things that might change in a marriage or a relationship, trust me, stopping going to church is about the least significant one. And it happens all the time. Life changes everyone, sometimes in a good way. Hopefully in a constant way. And why, when I bring all this up, people counter with, but I wanted our kids to be raised the same way we both were. Why? How does that help them? Makes it a hair easier for you? I don't think so. It would be, if you had two different religions, it would be like growing up in a multilingual house, which is awesome. I don't know how it would negatively impact a child to be exposed to two cultures, two sets of holidays, two sets of interpretations of essentially the same text, which it is. How would that negatively impact your relationship? I think, wouldn't it be wonderful grounds for conversation and exploring and communication and curiosity and compromise? Wouldn't it be amazing to learn from your partner and discover new perspectives on, I don't know, everything? We've done several Jewish great love debates. We've done them in New York, done them in Los Angeles which I have not been allowed to even host those because me being a quarter Jewish is not considered Jewish enough, even though I think a quarter Jewish is kind of like being a little bit pregnant. They don't count it. They don't let me host it. But anyway, we do these shows and there are all these Jewish singles and most of them know each other or grew up together or attended each other's bar mitzvah or bar mitzvah. And now they're like, well, I've had my fun. Now I have to settle down with one of these people because that's what my family wants. And I'm standing in the corner because I'm not allowed to host. And I'm like, what? This doesn't seem fun or sexy or loving. It seems perfunctory. It seems like just another ritual in a long line and a lifetime of them, which is about the least romantic thing in the world. And I've personally dated all kinds because I've been around all kinds and I've been (laughs) dating a long time. And the only reason people really want to know what religion somebody is, is to assess how it affects them, which is extremely self-indulgent and in no way relevant. Oh, you observe the Sabbath? Great. Let's go out Saturday night instead. You'll be fine. Look at it that way. You'll be fine. Oh, you observe Lent and you gave up Diet Pepsi for 40 days? That sounds good. I'll give up Mountain Dew so I will support you in your deprivation ritual. Isn't that a better way to look at it? Instead of, oh, you do that, I can't do that. Or I do this and you won't like that. There's always some element of this that is like, this is the way I am and this is the way I was raised, which is better than the way you are and how you were raised if it is not exactly the same as how I am and how I was raised. Doesn't that sound ridiculous when I point it out? And most of you are like, probably not. Because so many of you are still, this is what I want and it's not going to change, so too bad. Well, you've listened this long and you've heard me this far, so maybe this window is cracked a little. I think 
it's as silly as a Republican not dating a Democrat or a Democrat not dating a Republican or a drinker not dating a teetotaler. You don't have to match every single one of your activities and you certainly don't need to do it 168 hours a week. You do you, I'll do me, and let's do us. Or if you're not part of a certain religion, you can certainly accompany the other person and learn and enjoy and share whatever part of it that they are. I think that's better. So my parents and grandparents all tried to match up under this facade of Catholicism. And to quote John Mulaney, talk about Catholicism, don't Google it. And this facade that they put up, it was all nonsense. And none of it really had anything to do with Catholicism or religion. And if we get into that church's nonsense and hypocrisy, I'd have to start a whole other podcast, which I might. And I don't even care what your religion is when talking about this because I don't even care what your religion is, period. This is how all the world's problems start and have always started and how they persist. People care way too much about it. We've made so much progress in blending so many, I don't know, possibilities. We'll call them that when it comes to dating. Yet we stick so stubbornly to the one that seems to, in reality, matter the least. We only pretend that it matters the most. So stop pretending. Doesn't matter the most. 80% of the pool of possibilities when it comes to dating is going to be a different religion from you no matter what religion you are. And so to not explore that 80% eliminates a whole lot of people before you get in anything else. And God forbid, no pun, that you start parsing down how deeply devoted any particular person is, you know, or how devoted they are to some particular denomination or sect. Nobody's the same. Nobody. Nor should we be. Stop pretending. Everybody is just pretty close. And that means overall. And pretty close is good enough. I don't care if one is Hindu and one is Baptist. You know what? When you break down the fundamentals, the principles that drive any religion, they're almost identical. You are building walls to the unfamiliar for no other reason than besides they are unfamiliar. And when unfamiliar, the word is broken down, the etymology, the meaning, it means that you don't have knowledge of something, but in actuality, unfamiliar means not of the family. Not of your family. What you know. What you are used to. And everything good about dating or relationship can almost be found there. Right there. What you aren't used to. What you don't know. What you aren't familiar with. Not of the family. I have traveled all over the world doing the Great Love Debate. We did a show in Tel Aviv a couple years ago, and I took a trip to Jerusalem, which is considered the holy land of uh, the three major religions. They all share space. They all do their thing. And if you closed your eyes and you just kind of listened to it or you printed out transcriptions of what everybody was saying or praying, it's pretty much the same. 
And everybody would be a lot better off if we just accepted that we can share space and do and do whatever we want with our faith and beliefs and understand that the person sitting across the table from you on a first date should be able to do the same and you can learn from that person. So give everyone a shot, which is what I always say. No matter what they celebrate, no matter what they eat, no matter who or how they worship, no matter how they spend a few minutes a day or a few hours a week. At the end of the day, Namaste. Think that way. I think you will be absolutely fine. So disagree with me all you want. Great love listeners. I think you know I'm right. And if you think I'm not right, shoot me an email, greatlovedebate at gmail.com, and I will smash that ping pong ball right back at you, but I want to hear from you. Um, shoot us and uh, go to greatlovedebate.com. I don't know what shows we have coming up, but we do have some shows coming up. So check that out for our live tour schedule. But most importantly, like, share, review. Please follow this podcast. Review this podcast. Don't give me two stars just because you didn't like what I said today. You stuck it out the whole way. If you listen this far, give it five stars. Uh, Because as always, at The Great Love Debate, we never stop making love. See you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.